0: Hello and welcome to Mr Colley's ICT podcasts. I'm going to start by asking you to imagine something. Just imagine that you've spent ages on a piece of work, a piece of coursework even. It's fantastic even if you do say so yourself and you are absolutely sure that it's a nailed on A star grade. This is the best piece of coursework you've ever, ever produced. Now just imagine how you'd feel if You left the classroom for five minutes, and whilst that had happened, somebody had secretly copied your work and handed it in as their own. Well, I know I'd be pretty annoyed, and that's really putting it mildly. So, how about that song you spent the last week writing? Once again, it's a nailed-on number one. Absolutely, it's the best work you've ever produced. It's going to get you that break into the music industry. You record a demo, you send it to the record company, but you don't hear anything from them. How do you feel when you see a different band performing your song on telly and you haven't been paid a single penny for it? Well, it's not really fair. So, what we've got to protect the author of any material, of any original material from someone else taking it, is something called the Copyright Designs and Patents Act. And that was passed in 1988. And it's that that I'm going to be talking about today. This act was introduced to protect the investment of money, effort, and time by people who create original pieces of work. Now, by original pieces of work, we could be talking about books, computer games, makers of a film, um, a a company that creates applications such as word processing software, spreadsheet software. Um, Most commonly, it's usually copyers, it's usually, sorry, makers of music, composers of music, because they all invest a great deal of their time, their talent, their money to produce these things and quite rightly their work belongs to them. Um, so basically there are two main reasons for the copyright and, and pa- designs and patents acts. To ensure that people are rewarded for their efforts and to give protection to the copyright holder if someone tries to copy and steal their work. So a lot of the examples that the actors talked about um, involve work that's both written and computer-based we're generally going to look at the ICT examples obviously um, so some of those are copying software copying or downloading music copying images or photographs from the web or copying text from web pages and using it in your work or posting it onto your website and pretending it's your own work um, Now to protect against copying software um, generally when you buy a piece of software you have to buy something called a software license because when you buy the software you don't actually own it you're just buying the right to use it um, so you when you load it up it will ask you for a code um, that you type in that obviously comes with the software that you've bought now there are three different types of license there's a single user license which means you can use it on one machine and only one person can use the software at a time generally use that for your home computer. There's a multi-user license which you can buy for a certain number of users for example you could buy um, a multi-user license for a word processor for 20 people. That means you'd be able to install it for on 20 machines Um, and they're generally installed on networks in small to medium-sized businesses Larger businesses buy something called a site license and schools often do this. We've got them at St Mary's. Um, it can be loaded onto any machine on the site it belongs to the business and anyone on the site can use it. Sometimes the site license also comes, uh, covers loading the software onto laptops. Um, for example, our site licenses cover, so- cover software on staff laptops. Um, so those are the different types of software license that you have to get to help, the the copyright designs and patents act says you have to have in order to protect against software theft. So, what happens if you get caught? Well, the first thing you might try is an excuse. You might say, oh, I didn't know it was copyright, so I can't be guilty. Um, Unfortunately, that won't work. If you copy things and pass them off as your own, you are guilty of breaching copyright. Um, You could try... Oh, if it doesn't have a copyright notice, not copyrighted. Uh, And you won't get away with that either. Any original work is copyright, whether it's got a copyright notice or not. If it looks copyright, then generally assume that it is. And finally, if I don't charge for it, I can copy it. Sorry, it doesn't matter if you charge someone or not, copying is copying whatever way you look at it. Breaking copyright laws can result in really heavy penalties, and we'll come on to that in a bit. So, come on, honesty time. How many of these are you guilty of? Copying a computer game from your mate, downloading a few tracks from the web, you know, come on, they're free, aren't they? Really? Or copying text from a website and pasting it into your own work. Um if we tell the truth, I bet we've all probably done one or one or all of those. Um it's estimated that almost 40% of all software used is copied. Um if the software industry could cut sort of cut pir- pir- the piracy rate from 25% to 15%, it would result in an extra 40,000 jobs in the IT sector and an extra two th- 2.5 billion in tax revenues. So the extra money that software companies would receive would mean they could reinvest more into new product development, perhaps even making a new game or a new application package. In fact, it's estimated that by breaking the law and downloading copyrighted music, the music industry loses out on something like eight and a half billion pounds a year, that's a billion pounds a year. And that means that the government loses out on one point five billion pounds worth of tax that it could put into public services. So what does this all mean then? Well, basically the if you're illegally downloading or breaking copyright, you are depriving people of their livelihood, um, getting for free what you should be paying for and basically discouraging them from putting the time and effort in to create things like software or music so that's what the copyright designs and patent act was, des- uh, was brought in to protect against speaking of which thank you to the lovely people at teachict.com for a lot of the examples used in this podcast they were very useful when i was doing my research and getting all my info together Don't forget to check out Mr. Colley St. Mary's on Twitter for revision tweets and do well in the exams.